If you happen to have a financial question for Pega Bruce, you can call this number 24-7-1-8886 Advice. You can also email your questions to your money at wealthenhancement.com. And now that we have the show underway, you can call or text our studio line right now, 651-461-9226. Right now, here's Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor Peg Webb and the founder of Wealth Enhancement Group and Financial Advisor Bruce Helmer, good morning to you both. Good morning, Denny. Good morning, Bruce. Hello, Peg, and uh, nice to hear Denny Long's voice again, that smooth, silky, comforting voice. Good to be with you again, Denny. (laughs) Thanks, Bruce. Hey, Denny, um, um, Peg and I, uh, I know you don't, aren't with us every uh every all every time anymore and probably don't get a chance to hear all the shows but back in january we actually did a show where we talked about creating sustainable lifetime income after you retire the old don't run out of money before you run out of breath which is really probably the the single most important thing that that financial advisors do for their clients so you might say well if you just did it in january why are you doing it again but as all of our listeners know, as you know, Danny, um, the economy hasn't cooperated with us very well this year. The markets are down, stock markets and bond markets. We have inflation. Um, we're having just all kinds of issues that I think have people nervous that you know, are kind of uh, uh, asking some version of the question, Peg. You know, I thought maybe I was going to retire or I was on track to retire or on pace to retire. But has this year thrown all my plans out the window. Do I have to rethink everything? So we thought we would kind of review some of the things we talked about in January and maybe dig just a little bit deeper today. Peg? Yeah, I think that's a good idea because uh, not necessarily wealth enhancement clients that are asking, you know, should they change their income? Should they uh, decrease it? Some people are, things are costing more, so should they increase it? We're actually calling this show today Retirement Income 2.0 because we did talk in uh, basic terms at the beginning of this year. But, Bruce, I like the fact that we're going to take a little deeper dive today. I would say it's probably my number one biggest responsibility as a financial advisor to um, have people have the clients be able to live the life that they want to live. I mean, you've worked all these years, right? And you get to this point where you had this vision of your head of what retirement is, is going to look like. So when people first come to see us, I ask them to tell me the story, show me the movie that's going in your head as to what's your vision of what you're going to do on the backside of working all these years. And it's interesting, Bruce, in that some people can just spit that out just as clear, as just crystal clear. There's others that look at me and think, why is she asking this question, right? What, what is it I'm specifically going to do? Well, it all comes back to, do you have the resources, you know, to have that vision become reality? So how do we do that? Well, the first thing is, um, I already mentioned, we talked to you about what that vision is, but then we have to start looking at your resources that you have currently. And that might be you've saved in your company plan. You actually have a pension. 
Um, clients will share with me what their social security estimates are. Uh, maybe you got a particular inheritance or you have a bucket that's kind of earmarked for certain things. Probably the, the biggest jolt when we look at the people, what people's resources is, you know, what percentage that you can take off of those resources and create a paycheck for the rest of your life. And Bruce, when I say the rest of your life, we're running our financial forecast to 100 years old. We just had one of our clients come in the other day, and the couple is 98 years old. They're the cutest. I mean, just they're, they're with it. They drove to the office. And this is happening more and more, Bruce, that our, our longevity is lasting longer and longer, um, modern medicine. And then I think we're understanding, too, how to take care of ourselves. Bruce? Yeah, Peg, you said a lot of good stuff there. Let me comment a little bit on some of it. Um, so I started doing, for the first time in about two and a half years, public speaking events again just this past week. I did three of them, and I've got a lot more on the calendar coming up. In fact, in the Minneapolis-St. Paul metropolitan area, we'll be doing a number of events in October uh, you can go to wealthenhancement.com and find out when and where they are and get signed up if you're interested. But some of the things at this particular workshop, Peg, are consistent with what we're talking about today. I'm talking a little bit about um, sustaining retirement income, but I'm also talking a lot about what are your core values, what's important to you, and what does the next phase of your life look like? I had somebody in Rochester say to me, um, I don't like retirement because that sounds old. I like to use the word graduate, graduation. I graduated from elementary school. I graduated from high school. I graduated from college. Now I graduated from working, and I don't have to work anymore. And I kind of like that. And I promised that that you know that I would uh, I might use that and give him and give give him credit for it. But when I talk about core values and retiring and having the lifestyle you want, that part of this decision and part of this uh, retiring successfully is not financial. It's, it's about what is, you know, a satisfaction or a purpose or a usefulness in your life after you stop working. You know, I've done this a lot of times in, in a lot of years, and I know when what I'm saying is resonating with my audience or not. And this is resonating with people. You can see it. You see the head nods. You see people fully alert. They're not falling asleep. And I think some of them have already retired and lived it and understand exactly what I'm talking about. And others that are getting close are recognizing the importance of it. So this is something that we talk about, but we probably don't talk about it as much as we should. And I'm glad we're bringing it up again today, Peg. Yeah, I think more times than not, uh, the life that people are living, they tend to want to just have that for the rest of their lives. Now, some people are already, you know, have one or two vacations. Some people have the vision of buying the second home. Some people have um, the vision of taking all their entire extended family on a on a trip all those questions are something that we ask trying to pull out um, that vision. Now, there, there's a, a stat out there that says, hey, you're probably going to need 80% income replacement. That's somewhat of a rule. Is that truly uh, realistic? And 
where that came from was, um, Bruce, like you and I are gainfully employed right now. And the first thing we do is hide money from ourselves in our 401k, right? They take that money out of our paycheck first, and then the net dollars go into our checking account. So when you think about retiring, you won't be saving that money anymore. And then other things like um, maybe healthcare costs or your funding your health savings accounts, all sorts of things that come out of your paycheck, you know, may not be used. But other requirements that we look like, look at is what's inflation going to be? Boy, that is a huge word this year and one that people are, are thinking, we, didn't, we haven't even heard the word inflation. And now it's everywhere you look, every time you listen to the radio, every time you're on TV, you hear about inflation. But our job as financial advisors is to give people, number one, the confidence to retire. Sometimes, Bruce, and a lot of times they come into us five or 10 years before they retire. And I love that. I love when it isn't on the very last day and they've already walked out of their job and then they come to us and they want us to organize their investments and also then tell them um, what income they can have on their resources. I'm absolutely fine seeing anybody that needs our help. But if you are listening today and you have five or 10 years before retirement, it's such a good idea. And you'll understand why I say that as we continue on in the show and talk about how you create your buckets. It's so important to be in a prepared, um, prepared asset allocation and prepared uh, income buckets, because here we are, Bruce, we're in a year that has a lot of volatility. And one of the reasons we wanted to do this show today is for the people who already have a plan and they have their income plan, they're not worried one iota. They've got money set aside that's in safe buckets that they can live off now and they can ride this out. Today's show, I would say, is more so for the, for the ones that have not prepared of how they're going to create their income and have that confidence to be able to still retire, even though times are not like 2021. And, you know, we hear the word recession a lot. But I still want to give people out there the confidence to be able to retire by going through this exercise that we're going to talk about today. Bruce? Yeah, you know, and you mentioned inflation and there and, you know, there's a couple of other things that, you know, that when we do forecasting or projections, they have to be linear um, because there's no other way to do it. So we might assume an inflation rate of 3% or 3.5% every year, when in reality, it's never 3.5%. It's, it's higher or lower, and it varies from year to year. But we can't know in advance what that rate's going to be, so we make a long-term assumption of what it will average, or a linear assumption, and life is not linear. The same is true of rates of return on investment. We might say aggregately on all of your money, we're going to assume 6% a year. Well, over 20 years, there might not be any years that it makes six, but the long-term average, that's probably going to be really, really close. So it's when we have these times that the numbers are falling below the linear assumptions, like this year, um, that make people nervous. So on inflation, they're, they're, people are, are noticing it now because it's finally high again after years of low inflation. But one of the things I point out in the workshop I'm doing right now, the 20-year period of time peg, and Danny, from 2001 to 2021, 
Inflation averaged less than 2.2% per year. Now, again, got to take that with a grain of salt because that's consumer price index, CPI, which is kind of a random sampling of goods and services that the government decides to use for measuring inflation. What you actually spend your money on individually, your rate of inflation could be higher or lower than that CPI number. But I think all listeners understand and agree that we went through a long period of time of low inflation, low interest rates, and now now interest rates are high again and inflation is high again and it's reared its ugly head. Even during that 20-year period of time of low inflation peg, and I can tell, again, this is resonating with people at the workshops, Whatever it, it you're like, whatever in 2001, what what took $10,000 of goods and services of 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 spending, $10,000 at a 2.2 inflation rate over 20 years, that same cost of living, that same bucket of goods and services that cost $10,000 in 2001 would cost $15,300 in 2021. So even in low inflationary uh, periods of time, it impacts our purchasing power, our, 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 how, how much we can uh, spend with our dollars. And it's one of the reasons you and I all talk all the time about staying exposed to growth, even as you get older, even as we know you need to get more conservative because you have shorter time horizons, you don't abandon growth completely because your aggregate rate of return on your money needs to at least keep, keep pace with or exceed the average rate of inflation. So over that 20 years, even though inflation was was low, it impacts you over a 20-year period of time. And now it's high, and this is why we're having the show today. So now what do we do if it's that impactful when it's less than 2.2? What are we going to do when it's 8, Peg? Yeah, it, and, and now that you have scared the audience, Bruce, to the nth degree here with inflation, <laughs> Today, though, I think I, we're I already wanna, scared. Honestly, that's why we're talking about I, it today. Yeah, I want to. I want people to gain confidence, though, in doing what we call kind of this bucket approach. And instead of calling it a bucket approach, I'd like to call it a hands-on approach. For 25 years now, we've been educating our clients about how to create sustainable income for the rest of their lives, and we know how to do it. But to get the clients to be with us, to understand to the degree that we do, we created a tool called Your Money Matrix. And this tool um, dissects your savings um, that you've prepared for retirement. Or if you're 10 years out and, you, and you've got these buckets that you're preparing for retirement, we then label them as having a purpose. And how do we label them? Well, we look at them as to how risky are they. So if you have cash or treasuries or money in the bank, then that would be deemed short term. Anything that's from zero to three years that you would use to purchase uh, goods and services or create a paycheck, you know, for sustainable income uh, for the short term, that goes into that bucket. The second bucket, which is called our medium term bucket, that's actually from three to nine years. And that bucket would be filled with things like bonds, corporate bonds, municipal bonds. Um, it could be uh, some dividend paying stocks. It could be the next bucket that you would use to create some income. Then we've got the long-term bucket. And I think listeners probably know what I'm going to say. When you put something in the long term, that just means it's 10 years or more. 
and typically a hundred percent growth, a hundred percent, you know, um, uh, associated with the stock market, or it could be, you know, your business, um, value in there that maybe you want to sell your business one day. It's just a longer term view of when you would use that uh, particular bucket of money. We do take this a step further uh, and then put your assets into how they're taxed. If they're taxable and you get a 1099 every year, if they're tax deferred, like a 401k, 403b, it's an IOU to the IRS. Uh, and then tax advantage, if you do have Roth IRAs or municipal bonds, we also segregate those for clients so that they can see. Now we know where all the resources are. And in some cases, Bruce, we need to start shuffling those around to help with the probability of success on this uh, sustainable income. But I wanted to walk through this approach and put a few numbers to it. So let's say only because it's a nice round number, um, not saying you have to have this much, but if you have a million dollars, just generally, you might want to have 200,000 in the short, um, short buckets because you, after you look at social security, maybe you have a pension and then the, the need is $50,000 a year. So when clients come to me and I've got those solid resources of social security and pension, then I'm responsible for creating a paycheck for 50000 then I need to put a certain dollar amount in that short bucket to be able to uh, create that without any stress at all, meaning it's in short-term safe money. Then as an example, in the medium bucket, we might put 300000 and then half of that money is going to grow, go into growth. And when you think about it, Bruce, and we're creating these paychecks monthly, Right now, that the, when the markets are down, we're definitely utilizing that short-term bucket and not selling a stock to live on. I've never been so grateful that 2021 was so great. I mean, it was almost like so good in the stock market that we had double-digit returns. What that signals to us is let's harvest gains. Let's look at that long-term bucket and say, look at all these profits we've got in this bucket. And we take those profits and then we move them to the short-term bucket. That's what I call hands-on approach. You know, it's not just taking a a fund and having stocks and bonds in it and then just dollar cost averaging out of it each year. Well, that means you're selling stocks in this um, particular time frame. So, Bruce, this year money matrix, we have a lot more control, and I like this hands-on approach, especially for times like this, when our clients are confident that they have a sustainable income plan versus just winging it. Bruce? You you said several things that really got me fired up and excited, and I know we're coming uh, close to the end of our first segment, so I'll be brief, but when you mentioned harvesting, um, I, I love that because we talk about um, this approach that, that we use, the Your Money Matrix. We talk about it a lot, although, again, I don't think we can talk about it too often because, A, it works, it's, it makes sense, we're right, and, B, most people still, even though they might have heard us talk about it, probably aren't, aren't fully utilizing it. You went a little deeper and said, well, here's how we use it. So 
you know, if at the end of 2021, stocks are up, maybe we take some winnings off the table, lock in the gains, and we move it to the short-term bucket, or we use that for the income in 2021. Just because we say it's, it's long-term money, that means it can be long-term. We don't need to get it in less than 10 years, but we might want to. If stocks are way up, we might say, let's sell stocks for income and lock in our gains. But in 2022, when they're not, we're not going to sell stocks now after, after a 20% retraction from the high. We're going to use our short-term bucket or our cash. So I love the way you went into it a little bit deeper. So, Denny, I know we're coming up to the last minute here. Let's do this. Let's, uh, let's uh, listeners involved in the second half, give them the number to call with their questions or their experiences, and Peg and I will finish our discussion and then let listeners uh, take over the show a little bit in the second half. Sounds like a good plan, Bruce, and uh, we do welcome your not only phone calls but text messages as well. And now during the show, there is a line that you can do either, whichever is uh, convenient to you. Uh, send a call or a text, 651 461 9226. In a bit, we'll give you another number you can uh, call 24 7 if you think of something midweek. Uh, but call us right now or send a text 651 461 9226. We'll be back right after the break with more of your money. Stay with us. If you have a financial question for Bruce or Peg, you can call this number 24 7 888 6 Advice. You can also email those questions to your money at wealthenhancement.com. During the show right now, you can call or text our studio line. We urge you to do that. Uh, 651-461-9226, either a phone call or text message, 651-461-9226. Once again, here's Senior Vice President, Financial Advisor Peg Webb, and the founder of Wealth Enhancement Group Financial Advisor, Bruce Helmer. Thank you, Danny Long. Uh, thanks uh, if you uh, are staying with us or if you just joined us. Peg and I, in the first half of the show, we've been talking about sustaining or finding ways to create sustainable income when you retire. Don't run out of money before you run out of breath. It's something we talk about a lot, but we thought it was appropriate to do it again based on high inflation this year, rising interest rates, uh, a, 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 a stock market that's down considerably, bonds are down considerably. It has been a bleak economic picture this year, and a lot of people, Peg, are saying, I was going to retire. Now I'm not sure if I can afford to. And and we talked about a lot of things. There's still a few things we need to get to, um, I think, to give some clarity to all this. But we talked about starting with a goal or a vision or what's really important to you. What do you want your retirement lifestyle to look like? And then once we know that, we can determine how much income you need. And that's going to help us uh, give appropriate advice, not just in terms of how you invest, but how you withdraw and, 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 and the whole, you know, we, we tell them what's realistic, what's not realistic, and how much of your working income can we replace that retirement. But then you talked, and I'm really glad you did, you went into the year money matrix again and talked about short-term, mid-term, and long-term money and talked about taxable, uh, tax-deferred, and tax-advantaged money. And we talked about how, how you spend the smart money first. And some of that's based on investment results, and some of it's based on tax considerations. Sometimes it's good to spend tax-deferred uh, de- uh, money to soak up 
the tax bracket you're already going to be in anyway. Other times it's not good to spend that money and you want to spend taxable or tax advantaged. And, and so those are all things that we talked about, but there's several things that we didn't that we should. And we, Peg, we started to go down the road of talking about how inflation is higher than it's been in a long time. And I wanted to take that and, I, and, and uh, ask you, so if people are trying to figure out how much money they need, do they even consider inflation? And if they do, what do they use as an inflation rate? But also some of the other things in, in trying to determine how much money does it take the, uh, to live the way they want at retirement. I think that's a hard thing for people to figure out. And one of the things I know that you and I know that most people that haven't retired yet don't know is that they're probably going to spend more the first several years after they retire. I, I think everybody that hasn't retired yet thinks spending goes down because costs associated with, with working go away and I'm not contributing to the retirement plan anymore. But most people have bucket lists or things that they want to do, travel adventures that they've been looking forward to, uh, jumping out of an airplane, climbing a mountain, doing a mission trip. I don't know what it is, but people have things they want to do, and most of those things take money. So spending can actually increase, which isn't necessarily bad, but people need to be aware of that. So let's, let's, let's fill in some of the blanks and some of the things we didn't get to in the first half of the show before we ask listeners to jump in. Peg? Yeah, I'd be, I, I would be happy to. Uh, I find this the most fun part of our job because it's something where individuals don't necessarily know how to organize their assets to create a paycheck for the rest of their lives. And because we're the foundation of our firm is all about education, and it started with this radio show oh so long ago, is we get just these wide eyes of, of understanding and say, no, that makes total sense. Well, what is it that makes sense? Uh, putting a purpose to all the individual uh, types of savings that you um, have accumulated over your lifetime into a paycheck. And then uh, we do financial forecasting, but let me talk a little bit about, I get this question all the time, what's a safe percentage? Now that I'm all organized and I know all my buckets, what's a safe percentage to take off of my portfolio? Many of you have heard on the show or in out, you know, outsource sources that you've, and maybe you've heard from your friends, that there's this 4% rule of thumb. And what does that mean? What that means is not counting your Social Security, not counting your pension, but the savings or the assets that you've accumulated, that you can draw down 4% per year uh, and live off that money. And it's called the Monte Carlo, which just means it took all the averages of the stock market over time. It took a, a, a portfolio of 60% the stock market, 40% in fixed, that could be cash or bonds or, or other things. And they took 50 years of the past and looked at the markets and how would that 60-40 portfolio have done? And then they take this 4% and they include a 3% inflation rate every year. So as I'm talking, if we took that original million dollars I talked about in the first half, that would be $40,000 that you would take off in the year one of that million dollars. And then in year two, you get to take 3% more. 
this exercise that they went through then gave us our probability of success. And they literally put it into percentages. Are you going to be 90% safe doing this? Are you going to be 82% safe doing this? Depending on how much money that you have and how many expenses you have. So does Wealth Enhancement Group, you know, hold ourselves to the fire about this 4% rule of thumb? Absolutely not. We see everybody as being an individual uh, when we're guiding them on sustainable income for life. There could be, I had a, I have an example, Bruce, of, of a couple that I walked through last week. Um, she's uh, ready to retire in March of next year. He actually is long retired and they wanted to know what a good percentage would be to take off their portfolio. Well, in general terms, I talked about this 4%, but I also ran a financial forecast and a cash flow analysis for them. And by the way, it didn't work. They ran out of money before uh, they ran out of time. And then they have two homes that are fully paid for. And the value of them is over a million dollars. And I said, okay, what's the reality of you keeping both of these homes for the rest of your life? They're like, absolutely not. Our plan is we're getting rid of this house seven years from now. At the far end, it would be 10 years from now. Okay. Well, then we infused 500000 back into the forecast. And voila, I mean, they had more money than they needed. And it also transitioned uh, them into being able to spend a little bit more today while they have great health and um, and she'll be newly retired. So once again, that's uh, just hands-on approach planning. But I wanted to talk, Bruce, a little bit about that 4% because I think people still hear a lot about that. And I don't hold, um, hold that 4% uh, to the fire. I am willing to have people spend a little bit more, like you mentioned, in the first 10 years. Go live. While you have your health and you have this bucket list of all the things you want to do, go have fun. And then I'm willing to then bring that lower, uh, you know, after they've, you know, uh, had that fun and while they have good health and want to spend it with their family. Bruce. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go even a little more aggressive than you did. You're being you're being very nice to the world, I think. Um, the four, so everything Peg just talked about is 100% accurate, but in addition to the reasons that she gave, the reason I don't like Monte Carlo simulations, which is basically looking at a variety of sequence of returns and your withdrawal rate based on those different sequence of returns. And there's even a software program out there that financial planners use. I think it's called MoneyGuard Pro. And that's exactly what MoneyGuard Pro does. And it determines the, your percentage of, of being successful. The problem with that is, listeners and Danny Pegg, is that it assumes those withdrawals are coming out of your 60-40 portfolio from wherever, meaning you're selling stocks when you shouldn't be selling stocks. But with the, with the Your Money Matrix approach that Wealth Enhancement Group takes and dividing our clients' money into short-term, mid-term, and long-term money, or safe, moderate, and aggressive money, and spending the smartest money first, our clients aren't going to be selling stocks when the market's down. So they're going to be able to, to have a sustainable income longer and, and take a higher percentage 
because you shoot yourself in the foot when you sell stocks at the wrong time, which most of the world assumes you have to do based on the this varying sequence of returns that you're getting with your stocks and your bonds and your and your investments that have uh, variable rates of return. And and I'm just not gonna think, I'm just not gonna let my client sell stocks when you know in 2022. I'm just not gonna let him do that. So a lot of the assumptions made by um, Monte Carlo simulations and that software package, I think you throw them out the window when you practice the way we do at Wealth Enhancement Group. Additionally, I would add, there are some investment strategies available to investors today that can contractually guarantee income streams higher than 4%, not unlike uh, Social Security or a pension. So that 4% rule to me is hogwash. I, I give it no credibility whatsoever. And every circumstance is different. You know, when you retire and how long you have to create that income for, you know, somebody that, that needs an income stream because they retire at 70, the percentage of income that they can take is different than somebody that retires at age 55. So there's just so many variables and, and you really have to look at that individually for each individual client to determine what the safe withdrawal rate is for their specific circumstances. Peg? Yeah, what I wanted to mention, too, is that um, I want to just make super clear. A lot of times um, advisors will suggest that you just dollar cost average out of your portfolio. And I think the listeners would understand what that means is that regardless of if it's stocks and bonds put together, that if you just took a dollar amount out every year for two decades of time, it would end up being the same. And there's where I totally disagree. I believe what Bruce is saying and our firm believes is that, yes, it is a lot more work for us to do this hands-on approach for clients, hands down. I mean, if I could just turn on income and, and, you know, not ever have to look at it again, my job would be so much easier. That's how much we believe in it, that we need to um, oversee what's happening. And especially the show is happening today because we're having volatility. We're talking about things costing more. You know, is your financial advisor hands on? Or did they just turn something on in good times and they're just keeping it that way in bad times? That might be um, a, a flag that you might want to say, wait a minute, I don't know if this is the best for my sustainable income. Bruce? Yeah, and the other thing I wanted to get in here today, and again, because I'm experiencing it in real life, is kind of you know variations of this question. I want to retire. Can I still retire based on the year that we've just had? And what I'm what I'm telling people, Peg, is you got to look at that two different ways. If you've never done any kind of a forecast yet, and you're just doing it now for the first time, and you have 20% less money today than you did December 31st of last year, and you do a forecast and you do a projection and it looks good, I really like your chances for success when we do the forecast when we're hopefully at or near the bottom of the market. I think there's a really good chance um, the rate of return over the next X number of years is going to be higher because we just went through a retraction and the forecast has even a better chance of being successful. The other people are the people that already did a forecast and now they've had this gloomy year smack them in the face 
and they're wondering, is, is my forecast still going to work? And for those people, again, depending upon how long ago they retired or how long ago we did the forecast, they're coming off many years since 2009, since the Great Depression, many years of market increases, years and years of gains in the market. So this one bad year now, chances are the projection we did and the assumption that we made in terms of your aggregate return on your investment, um, we're still way ahead of the forecast because you know, if we assumed a number like five or six aggregately in the last 10 years, you've actually been making eight or nine every year. This one bad year means net, net, you're still way ahead of the forecast. We, we, we knew there was a bad year out there somewhere. We just didn't know what year it was going to be or how low it was going to go. But our forecast assumed that, that not every year is going to be good. So either one of those situations, I don't think what has happened this year in and of itself is a reason for anyone to make wholesale changes about whether or not they can retire. But again, you have to look at each situation individually and, and everybody's different. Peg, last thoughts and we'll maybe get listeners involved yet? Yeah, I just want to make one comment. I think everybody out there can retire. It's just a matter of what life do you want to have in retirement and will you be able to do the things you want to do um, because there's people, Bruce, that retire on very little and they're as happy as can be. And then there's others who have saved and saved and they've just got lots of money. And sometimes they're not as happy as the people who retired who have little money. So don't put yourself in, you know, pigeon your, pigeonhole yourself into a particular type of person but I would say get a financial advisor and get them to help you walk through, you know, whether they have the, the advisory has confidence that you can retire and live that life you want to. Bruce. That's a great point, Peg. Thanks for making that. Denny, uh, time for a text or a call or two? Yes, indeed. And we do have time. Uh, so if you have a financial question, by all means, uh, call or text right now. 651-461-9226. Speaking of text, uh, here's one that came in from Julie in Man- from Mankato, Minnesota. Uh, Julie says, I have about 250000 in a 401k from a previous employer. It's losing money. Can I put it somewhere else so it does not lose? I'm within five years of retirement. Peg, you want to go first? <clears throat> Yes. So each um, 401k has choices that you can make, whether they are growth oriented stock market or whether they're fixed income oriented, which is bonds, or a lot of times they'll give you kind of a cash or a money market option. At this point in time, I would suggest that you do not make any drastic moves in selling out of the stock market. I am so optimistic that within five years that we will recover from this. I think it's just a matter of time, just like the other times when it, 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 we go down. And, and this is what we're calling an economic you know, um, cycle, meaning it isn't a financial for, it isn't the financial crisis of 2008, 2009. It isn't COVID that rocked the entire global world. This is what we're calling an economic cycle, meaning we will get out of this. The Fed is going to help us do that, but I don't under I don't know how long it's going to take, but I would I would say certainly 
in my estimate, by five years from time, we are going to be out of it and your values should be have recovered. Julie, I would, I would just add that, you know, the fact that it's down this year is not the fault of the current custodian or wherever you have that money. If it was exposed to the stock market or the bond market, it, it was down this year. Those asset classes lost value everywhere for everybody. The question is, I think what you're asking is, should I be in the market at this point in my life? And again, it's, it depends in part. I think you mentioned you're going to retire within five years. It, it, it depends in part the time horizon of when you might want to start to take withdrawals from that money. Just because you retire in five years doesn't mean you're going to take withdrawals from that account immediately. You might have other sources of income, um, and there might be other you know factors or variables that come into play. So again, as Peg said in the first half of the show, short-term money, money that's you know you're going to spend in the next three years or less, shouldn't have been exposed to stocks in the first place. If 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 that was short-term money and it was in the market, it probably shouldn't have been. But if it's it's longer duration before you need it, I would not necessarily you know, like Peg said sell now after experiencing the losses that you've experienced this year. And I want to point out again, and I'm sorry to over-talk here, but people talk to me about risk all the time, and they and they don't want risk, and they're getting older, and they're going to retire sooner, and they want to avoid risk. And when they say risk, Peg and Danny, they're talking about risk of principle, the idea that an investment can retract in value like the markets did this year. But to me, a much greater risk is the risk of, my money runs out before I die. My rate of return on my money is so low and, and my spending is such that I spend it all before I die. We need to have some growth to get a rate of return so that that doesn't happen. And that's a far scarier proposition, a far bigger risk in my mind. So, Julie, without knowing more about your situation, it's hard to say. But then the other thing is, if that's a 401k someplace where you don't work anymore, you might want to look at moving that to an individual retirement account. But then if you do that, also like Peg said, I doubt if you want to sell lock, stock, and barrel out of stocks at this point. And Peg and Danny, I'm sorry to be so long-winded. I, was, I know we wanted to get more questions in. And I think now I talked long enough that we're about out of time. I apologize. <laughs> we'll we'll try more for uh, for next week. We do hope you join us next week too. Always good to hear Bruce and Peg here on a uh, this morning and answering your questions. Now, if you have a question midweek, let's say, uh you can send an email or you can call. The number is 888-6advice, 888-6advice, or send your email questions and we'll pick it up on our next shows. Your money at wealthenhancement.com. But do uh, give us a call and uh, leave your voicemail or send an email. Again, your money at wealthenhancement.com or send a call midweek or whenever. 8886-ADVICE, available to you 24-7. Back again next week with more of Your Money. 